let me just do this little infomercial. You know, it's Ash Wednesday, this Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, and we come. And Ash Wednesday is the start of Lent. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, you're supposed to give up something and, you know, do something spiritual. Well, I got something that you could do. It's called page two. It's, 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 it's the Bible study. It's, it's, it's the midweek Bible study. And, you know, you can zoom. You don't even have to rest. Just click on it. And, and why don't you just come to page two for a while? I've sort of challenged them that on February 24th to invite somebody, but we need to build that up. We need to get in that word. We are a word church, so we will always be motivating you to get into that word because the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The word of God is so precious, Brandon Joshua. He says, order my steps in your word because if you order my steps in your word you shall prosper and you shall have great success you won't have to look to the right you won't have to look up to the left but you can look up into the hills from which cometh your help as you meditate on the word of God day and night and if you do that no man will be able to stand before you it's the word page two during Lent, check it out. Your Bible-based church in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, that was my infomercial because um, we are taking our, you know, we're shaping, and, and you know, I love John, I do, and me and, and, me and John, we're just going, because we are just trying to find that God idea, okay? I mean, we know how some of you think over here, and we know how some of you think over here, and some of you over here and over here, you ain't gonna never change even if Jesus show up. You are so set in your ways, you just stuck. If Jesus be the pastor, you got something to say, and we ain't worrying about you. Well, John is, I'm not. You know, John cares if people leave the church, I don't, you know. As these go, others come. I'm Methodist, you understand? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here we go. Meandering through the maze of mediocrity. Um, I'm going to jump off here. Completely different. Uh, Walter Bergamon, in his book, The Prophetic Imagination, he grabbed onto a phrase that stated that we can live in the already, but not yet. What does that mean? In other words, God has given you a revelation already, but it has not come to manifestation. Yeah, yeah it's been revealed, but it has not yet come to fruition yet. So you are caught in between the already and not yet. You're caught in between your natural flesh and your spiritual heart. You, you don't know which way to go. You are caught between the intersection, and it's sort of like a maze that you're trying to get out. And, you, and you're wandering aimlessly in the maze because you're looking for the already, but it has not yet been manifested. But you're looking for all things new in this year of hope. Uh, y'all will get that when y'all get home. You're looking, you're trying to get out of this maze, of this, of this mediocrity, because God is calling us to excellence. It's, it says in Psalms 8, how excellent is his name. God is calling us to excellence.
excellence, not mediocrity and we're meandering, we're wandering aimlessly, trying to get out of the maze. So pastor, what is it? What is it that keeps us in the maze? Well, the devil, he uses some devices that I want to talk to you about just for a second. The devices as he uses is you have an issue, he isolates you, and he makes you focus in on your infirmity. And because you have an infirmity, you feel isolated. And when you isolate it, it just gives you all the time in the world to think about that issue that's weighing you down. Mm, I heard it, Jesus. Okay, Mark 5, 25. The lady had um, um, an issue. And I'll just leave it like that, do some homework. The lady had an issue. And it said the lady had the issue for 12 years. And she wanted to get rid of, oh, Jesus, that baby, an issue. And, and, and she couldn't. She, she checked with doctors and she checked with Christians and she checked with non-Christians. And, you know, she had money. She even threw some money at it. But her issue did not go away. And she had it until she met Jesus. Your issue. The man at the gate for 40 years. Somebody asked me. Uh, they said, Pastor, it did not say how long they was at the gate in Acts 3, 2. And see, this is why I say we're a Bible-based church. But if you go to Acts 4, 22, hallelujah, it tells you that he was 40 years old and he had been there from birth. See, that's the kind of stuff you need in the Bible. And if you have those little tidbits, then the Bible makes more sense to you. But that's why Hosea says in 4, 6, my people will be destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But the more you know about God, the more you want to serve him. And the more you serve him, the more you want to love him. And the more you love him, the more he wants to bless you. Yeah. He was there for 40 years. Hope, Elam, let us not be like that. He's waiting right outside and we... We steady trying to get in here to holy fire, burn away. And we're not even inviting him in the, to come into the church. And he said there for 40 years, he, he was there and nobody invited him in the end. Until Peter and John came and said, silver and gold, I have none. But what I have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus. I don't care. I'm going to just stop right now. I don't care what you need. I don't care what you thinking about, I don't care what's your circumstance, your dilemma, whatever you need, God has it. Uh, uh, did y'all get it? Okay, now, here's the answer. When I said, who have what you need, I want you to shout, Jesus. Who has what you need? Jesus. Uh, so I'm talking about the people who really need something. Who has what you need? Jesus. Who has what you need? Jesus. Okay, that's better. Jesus has it. Infirmity, John 5, 5, my man was dysfunctional. He was disabled and he was disillusioned at the pool and he had been there for 38 years. Issue, 12 years. Issue, 40 years. Issue, in, in, infirmity, um, 38 years. How long you been having? How long you been holding on? And you're meandering through that maze. But I'm going to stop right now. Because I want you guys to, you know, perk up a little bit. I know you got issues. I know you isolated in, the, you know, in this COVID-19. You know, that's isolation. You know, that's like, and I know some of you have infirmities, but I stopped by here to tell you right now, uh, we are overcomers. 
Ah, come on, put our hands together, but we are overcomers, yes. We got issues, we isolated, we got infirmities, but guess what? I stopped by here to tell you that I'm an overcomer. The devil thought he had me. He thought I was down for the count. He thought he had knocked me out. But guess what, devil? I stopped by here to tell you, oh, Pelham, I'm still here. You thought you had me, but I'm still here. You took my money, but I'm still here. You took my dreams, but I'm still here. I'm still here, devil, because I'm an overcomer. And because I'm an overcomer, I'm more than a conqueror. And because I'm more than a conqueror, I'm fearfully, wonderfully, marvelously made. Because, because I'm more than a conqueror, I'm an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ. I am an overcomer. And guess what? You are too. Oh, yeah, you can put your hands together for that. To dare say you're going to come to a merged church, to dare say you're going to leave the confines of the church you picked and the church you loved, but to hear a new, fresh idea about making heaven crowded, Hope Elam, you are an overcomer. You know, the world says, Hope Elam, we can't be a church. The most segregated hour on Sunday morning is the church. The world says no. Your friend says no. Your family member says no. But I want you to tell them all, I am part of the overcoming crowd. And I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're brown. I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're an independent. I'm going to lock arm in arm with you. I'm going to put my hands in your unchanging hands and say, we shall overcome. Someday, Hope Elam, we are part of the overcoming crowd. People gonna talk about us. People gonna point at us because we're daring to be part of the overcoming crowd. But can I tell you what? In all they talk, they talking about what we gonna do down here on earth. But when you are part of an overcoming crowd, you got something for you waiting up in. They overcame, they triumphed by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimonies. <laughs> you know, we are. First 12, the very first, I had them fact check me at 9.30, so I know it's already there. The first word in Revelation 12, 12 is rejoice. You have defeated the devil. What time is it? Let me give you some context. If you just slide up to around verse 7, it talks about the dragon. It talks about the enemy. It talks about the slew foot, and his name is Satan. You know, Satan was the number two person in charge, and he was a praise angel. So his job was just give God praise. I'm in Revelation 12, right around verse 7. Just keep on following down with me. And so what uh, the dragon did, the dragon thought he was, uh, 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 he got too big for his britches, and he thought he was better than God, and then he was going to take over heaven. But then Micah showed up, the war angel, and Brandon Joshua, a midnight brawl broke out. And when the midnight brawl broke out, the devil lost, and God kicked him out, and he fell right down into heaven. He was the praise angel. Can I tell you something? God never replaced the praise angel, and he could have. You want to know why? We the praise angels. 
So when you don't sing to God, when you don't clap to God, when you don't put your hands up to God, I mean, don't hate the play, I hate the game, because God says he inhabits your praises. So I want to just stop right now, and I don't care if you never praise the Lord, I don't care if you never clapped your hands, I don't care if you never raised your hands, right now in the name of Jesus, I want you to lose your mind right now in the name of Jesus. Why wait till we get to heaven? Don't wait. Let's shout right now. Don't wait. Shout right now. I said don't wait. Shout right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait till you get to heaven. Shout right now. All right. John, I love our church, baby. Oh, we're going to be something. I can go to war with y'all. Because you want to know why? The Bible say, you know, me and John, we like Gideon. He told Gideon, you know, it's going to be a whole bunch of people get rid of them people. But get the people, Miss Susie. Come on, Bible readers. Who going to get on their knees. Come on. And lap the water like a dog. That's who God wants. That's what he wants. And that's what we're going to be. Because once people see our humility, they will come from the north, south, east, and west. All right, you know, after all that overcoming, we need some rest. Amen. Hey, shoot. After all that, all that, don't wait. It's Valentine's Day. I got to say some energy for when I go out and take my wife and be fully present. You so cute. I just, uh, you cute. Where, where's her sister? Where? Oh, she went, oh, okay. See, that's how cute you are. The preacher just stop and talk about you. You tell your friends that. Say, the preacher stop. We need some rest. Here's where I changed it. And you know, we're rounding the corner. I got it. The one is victorious. Woo. He gives us the right to sit. Sit is a symbol for resting. Sit, so they're sitting, but they're resting with me. They are resting in his presence. Ha, this is good. On the throne, because that's where the promise is. Oh, let me back up. You're resting, ah, in his presence, ah, and he's sitting on the promise. Ah. This is the point I wanted to make today. And that's why I just feel so good today, God, really. I was telling Chris upstairs, he really delivered me. Thank you, God. I have been waiting for that moment. I mean, people know me. God has showed me all kind of miracles during the service, after the service. Like the baby happened, and we sort of talked about that. And then the lady got saved today, so God is still saying, we still on the throne. All you have to do is rest. But watch it. Um. Matthew, there it is, eleven twenty eight. It says, come unto me, all you are carrying something heavy. You got a heavy, it's heavy. Come on, Larry, it's heavy. It's a, it's a burden, it's, it's, it's heavy. And God is saying, come unto me, all those who carry in that heavy weight. Uh, he says, and I'll give you rest. Uh-huh. But then, you know, I, I really love... David, 
And David says in um, Psalm 37 and 7, you know, and I like uh, Hope Elam because it makes me look up different translations because I grew up on King James, the Bible Jesus used. Oh, uh, y'all missed it. But then I went to the cemetery and they told me NIV. Then I met Pastor Mike and now he says NLT. So guess what? I just read them all, amen, because it's all, it's like Campbell's soup. It's all good, amen. In the NLT and the NIV, it says be still. It's, it's right there. Y'all fact check me. I'm, it's right there. NIV, NLT say be still. But if you go to King James, 37 and 7, it says rest in the Lord. Here it is, Miss Susie. Come on. And wait patiently. Oh, that boy know that word. That's what it says. Now, are y'all with me on this? Watch it. You got something heavy in Matthew that's weighing you down. W-E-I-G-H-T. But in Psalm, it says you got to wait in the wait. Oh, dear. Something is on your heart and it's weighing you down. But David said, you got to wait because you're resting in the Lord. And if you're resting in the Lord, you're supposed to give him that weight that you have so you can rest. Y'all still ain't got it. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Probably around verse 17 to 18, Brandon Joshua. Y'all going to get it after a while, see, because y'all going to come to page 2 and y'all going to learn this word like me. It says, is this weight? Somebody fact check me now, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18. It says, it's, it's only momentary. My brother said, get off, boy. Now, this weight that you experiencing and you waiting in the weight, it's only momentary. Oh, God. So what you got to do in that momentary weight, sometimes you got to shift that weight. Oh, come on with me. See, it, uh, you got to shift that weight. Oh, come on, y'all ain't got it. You got to shift that way. Because when you shift the weight, then you can wait while you rest. Next one, next one, next one, next one. Ooh. Ah, better than a lot of y'all looking. Oh, they say, she's here. We're trying. Yeah, that's right. I love y'all, though. This is new for all of us. Amen. 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 I'm trying to find my way. I'm trying to find you. I don't want to scare you. I'm trying to motivate you. I want you to say, let's be a word, church. Because, you know, now, see, if I was really courageous, I would stop right now and say, somebody need to get saved right now. But then y'all will really be scared, you know, because that's too much. Y'all won't come back if somebody else, because that's too, like, revelation-like, you know, too, you know. Golden crowns and mansions and no more sickness and no more pain and no more disappointment and no more depression and no more heartache. And I'm talking about heaven now, no more heartbreak. And you know, you'll never be hungry and you'll never be thirsty and, and you'll, you'll be washed in the blood. 
I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just got to watch it. There are seven angels. He blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices. Uh-oh, I got to stop. Where? Just blink your eyes and say, hey, the preacher talking about heaven. <laughs> See, come on. Heaven already, but you alive, so it's not yet. Heaven is already promised to you. Come on. You say, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Where is that everlasting life? Uh, y'all, where is that everlasting life? It's in heaven. This sermon is about heaven. Where my mama is. Where my daddy is. Uh, wait my, come on, girl. Wait, my brother. Now you see why we just want to make heaven crowded. Because ain't none of us making it out of here alive. Everybody you love, if they believe in Jesus and twice one blood bought, that's where they going. And guess what? Heaven ain't white. It ain't black. It ain't brown. It ain't yellow. It ain't purple. It sure ain't green. Oh, y'all missed that. It sure not green. So we might as well practice here. And what time is it? Ah, ah. Watch, it changes. The world has now become the kingdom. Oh, come man, Jesus. Can you imagine what heaven is like? Everything is restored. Ah. Come on, the root word for restoration is rest. My sisters, I'm teaching for you. I'm, I'm just out here now. But we're shaping a culture here. I'm not trying to be perfect. You know I can be. You know I can be refined as the next one. Uh, yes, Brendan Joshua, how are you? It's the mental investigation of your spiritual scrutiny that will hopefully coincide with your eschatological expectation as well as your eschatological reality. That it will ideally bubble up in the essence and quintessence of your ontological soul and being where there will not be any more diabolical enslavement. See, we can do that. But why when we can do this? You got to know the crowd and we're trying to do some work. Here it is. But take me to that crowd. I can give them that, I promise. But I love y'all and we family and Hope Elam, we got work to do. Uh, uh, we got work to, uh, are y'all ready to work? You ready? Ooh, we, yeah, y'all see, we got we to do some more. We got to do some more. You know, we ain't been working out, Rick Ross, you know. No, when you first go work out, you got to do the five-pound dumbbells. You know, that's where we at. We at the five-pound. But we're going to get there. He will. I'm going to just let that marinate for a minute. Once we go to heaven, we're going to be there forever. Now, watch 
the next one, the divine order. Watch it. Rain. That's good. Yeah, this is the point I want to make, and we about done here. I can't take much more. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm just sorry, y'all, sometimes. Whew, Jesus. I need some rest. I do. Because the, the four and 24 hours were sitting. Let's see if you're good students. Sitting is a symbol for resting. So they were resting by the throne. <laughs> when you're resting, God is ruling. And when he's ruling, we are reigning. Y'all missed it. Because we're reigning in heaven, God is ruling. And because he's ruling in heaven, we could be resting. Wow. Now, I, what I tell you, this is just for free for those of you. I mean, I do love everybody. And you worship how you want to. Watch it. This is the Bible now, not me. Before God and fell with their faces to the ground and, 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 and. So what are we going to be doing in heaven? Oh, there it is. What you going to be doing in heaven? Oh, worship. Hallelujah. Okay, I told you that's the Bible. This is what you're going to be doing in heaven. So, you know, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. You say you want to go to heaven, but when you go there, it won't be Netflix, no golf, where's Cheryl Hurst, no fixer upper or flipping flop. No MSU basketball, no LeBron James, no waterfront, no more alligator shoes. Oh, I'm sorry. Divine order, and I'm done. The four thrones surrounded him, and the 24 elders sat on them, <laughs> resting. You know we're going to be with the four and 20 elders, don't you? Sitting around the crown, and, and don't you remember that song? And, and, and crown him. Come on, crown him, crown him, crown him, crown him. So you take your crown, and you're going to give it to them to put on Jesus, and then they're going to give it back to you, and then he's going to crown. Are we going to be able to take heaven? I'm done. I got a lot about Jesus. I just need your heart now. I just need your heart. We are on an assignment by God to help transform this city with his glory. Now, that's a monumental task, and my brother, you, you, you have to be assigned to that because you're going to be disappointed. You're going to run into despair. You're going to encounter people in darkness. You're going to encounter people who are disappointed. And Quasi has kept some of us sitting in here 
right now. And if they don't be able to feel the love and acceptance of Jesus Christ or be able to feel the anointing of God or be able to understand his presence, they will continue to meander in the maze of mediocrity. But my fervent prayer is if they ever get out of the maze and wander into a place called Hope Elam, they'll get hope, they'll get renewed, they'll get revived, they will get refreshed, they will get rejuvenated, they will get restored, and they will no longer meander through the maze of mediocrity.